Go with me, if you would, to uh, the book of uh, Mark. Mark 16. Today is Vision Sunday. And um, one thing that we want to, to ask and check, talking about Brother Happy Caldwell just a minute ago, something he said in a recent message I heard at the conference we were in. He said, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. <laughs> What's the main thing? What is the main thing? Because people have different ideas about it. Mark 16, 15, 16, 15, Jesus said, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. What do you need a uh, a bus, a plane, a, a ship, a car, or whatever to go. Go is the first word. You need to go. Go into all the world and do what? Preach the gospel or proclaim the good news to every created being. It goes on to say, he that believes and is baptized, who acts on that belief, will be saved. He that believes not will be damned or condemned. So whether people are lost or saved is the biggest deal happening. Yes. Hmm? I mean, it just eclipses everything else. Yes. Now, not, every, not everybody thinks that way. A lot of people don't think that way. And a lot of people's actions demonstrate their priorities are different. The biggest thing that the church is to be involved in is this, proclaiming the good news to everyone everywhere because the time is short. We have a window of time and opportunity and it is passing as we speak. There will there'll come a time when it's over. So uh, in, in Matthew 28, if you'd notice that, Matthew 28 and 18, Jesus came and spoke to them and said, uh, all power is given to me in heaven and in earth. Verse 19, go ye therefore, we would say, so you go. Why? Because he has authority and power, we go. It's because he has delegated this authority to us, his church. So you go and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, he says it again, teaching them to observe all things, whatever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Amen. So we see uh, proclaiming of the gospel in Mark, and we see in Matthew teaching yes. of everything that he has taught. He taught the disciples and, and us. 
So Jesus' ministry, uh, you know, I've heard people say, well, you know, Jesus preached love and inclusion. You know, love and tolerance. Well, uh, generally these are people who don't even claim to be saved. Saying this. Never let somebody, an unbeliever, tell you what Jesus preached. You're the one supposed to know that. <laughs> and uh, the reason I say that is because one time I was watching a, um, a talk thing, internationally known talk thing, and this uh, man was interviewing this well-known pastor, and, and he kind of grilled him about that because he was talking about all kind of uh, sinful ways of acting and living and all that kind of, he said, well, yeah, but didn't Jesus preach love and, and tolerance? And the pastor said, well, yeah. And when he did that, the Lord spoke up inside me and said, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. And I thought, wow, no, he didn't. <laughs> why, didn't why didn't we recognize that right off? And so I, I went back to the word. Where do you go? Come on, help me out. Where, where do you go? What exactly did he preach? And I looked place after place after place, and uh, I never found the word tolerance, nor inclusion, <laughs> nor any form of it. What I did find is that Jesus preached repentance. Wow. That's a lot of difference between repentance and tolerance. Huh? We're telling somebody, it's okay, it's okay, or you need to repent. There's a giant. No wonder he said, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. That's not what I preached. He preached repentance and the kingdom of God. That's an even foreign phrase to a lot of church folks. That's what Jesus preached all the time. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven. He talked about it all the time. And he preached repentance. He commanded us, his people, to love each other the way he loves us. That's a command. Anyway, uh, we're told as his representatives to fulfill this great directive or we, some people call it the Great Commission. And one reason I'm talking about this is because part of the things on our vision list are things. Things. You know, we had a mark off this year of the money for our porches, our porticos. That's a thing, right? This building is a thing. We don't need things if we're not accomplishing this. What he told us to do in Mark, what he told us to do in, in Matthew, the great directive. Uh, it's not about first about the things. The things are means to accomplish the directive, to accomplish the, the great commission. And the number one thing, and we go, we go, this is on our vision list and you'll, you'll see it again. The number one thing on our vision list is to reach more. Reach more individuals and more families with Jesus. Not religion, 
but living fellowship. A living relationship and fellowship that they may come to know him and come to walk with him daily. Can you say amen? Amen. And now uh, when I say that, uh, if you've done this, I'm going to ask you to stop. (laughs) And, uh, And you'll see why. Don't recruit people from other churches to come here. They say, well, I I love my church. Wonderful. But let them love their church. Hmm? Don't find fault with it. Huh? Don't compare. Don't critique. Uh, I'm not talking about when I say reach more individuals and families. I'm not talking about from other churches. I'm talking about from the unsaved and people that don't go to church. Unsaved, unchurched. That's our target audience. Right? That's the ones we want to release faith for. Ask the Lord to bring them in from the north, south, east, and west. Huh? What do you say? Yes. I'd like a little more enthusiasm, just a little bit. Huh? Don't, don't, don't say, well, I don't know. What's he going to ask me to do, you know? Go knocking doors. Or Relax. Relax. The biggest thing is that you are a witness. Everywhere you go, everything you do, and all you got to do is be ready to tell people that want to hear it what Jesus has done for you. You are an eyewitness. Hmm? You were there when he saved you, when he healed you, when he met your needs. Is that right? You know what you're talking about. And you can testify to that. You can share that in the most comfortable way. And all you got to do is not be ashamed of the Lord and not hide what he's done for you. And if anybody's willing to listen to it and acts like they want to listen to it, you open your mouth, right? And you share. And especially if they're not saved and they don't, uh, they hadn't been going to church, invite them to come. Hmm? Maybe drive them here. Are y'all with me? Say, come with me. Buy them a meal. Huh? If they say, well, I, I don't have anything to wear. You go, great. Let's go shopping. I'm serious. It's an act of love. A lot of times, like one preacher said, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And just an act like that can wake people up and go, wow, they must really believe this. You know, they must really care about this. And enough to not just talk, but add other action to it. So, uh, uh, while we're on it right now, let, let's go ahead and pray it. Said out loud, Father God, we desire to do our part of fulfilling your command to go into all the world, preach the gospel to everybody, and to teach all nations. 
And so we ask you, give us the heathen, the unbelievers, and the unchurched. Cause them to find out about it. Draw them in. We call them in from the north, south, east, west. Come. Come to Jesus. Come to salvation. Come to growing up in him. Come to church. Hallelujah. 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 This, this is the biggest part of our 2022 faith life vision. If we're not reaching people and people being fed and people growing up and like, we don't need buildings. We don't need, are y'all with me? We, we don't need stuff if we're not doing that. But we are doing that. Have been doing it, but we got room. Huh? We got, we still got seats and we got room here. We got room in Sarasota, room in the balcony, right? We got room. And so, uh, uh, the Lord will help us to maximize our, uh, abilities, facilities, and you are our absolute vital key part of this. The people that you uh, encounter on your job and at school and your neighborhood and all, a lot of those people, uh, Phyllis and I will never personally run into. But you are the witness. <laughs> huh? You're it. You're it. And they've been watching you. They've already been watching you. And so I want you to say it out loud. I am not ashamed of who I belong to and who I am. I belong to the Lord. I am his. I'm not ashamed of the good news. The good news is just simply that uh, God gave Jesus for us, paid the price for our sins, and we just got through reading. If he'll give you him, he'll give you freely all things about his goodness, his goodness. Will you be unashamed, unintimidated, unafraid to speak up at the right place and right time and tell folks what the Lord has done for you? Yes. Will you, huh? Yes. Yes, sir. It's not me that asked you to do it. It's him. He said, you'll be witnesses to me. Didn't he say that? Hmm? Will you? At the right place, at the right time. All you got, you don't have to preach. You don't have to teach. You don't have to quote a bunch of scriptures. All you got to do is be a living witness of what he has done for you. Has he got you through any tight places? Huh? Has he met your needs? Has he, has, have you got anything you can tell that he's done for you? Then tell it. In a humble way, kind way, tell it to anybody that wants to hear. Hallelujah. And then if they're unsaved, if they're open, lead them to the Lord. You can pray a prayer. Can't you? Of them giving their heart to the Lord and confessing Jesus as Lord. It's not hard. And uh, invite them to church. If they don't go to church, especially invite them to church. 
Say, come, come with me. Come with me. These simple things can cause an explosion. Because if you multiply it times 100, times 500, times 1,000, times 2,000, huh? And somebody said, what, what if we run out of room? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be amazing? Amazing. <laughs> oh, somebody say, praise God, praise God, praise God. Put on the screen 1 Timothy 2. We see these two, two main things that uh, we saw in these scriptures, Mark and, and Matthew. 1 Timothy 2, 4, we just got through reading this when we said uh, we prayed for leaders. The end of that passage said, who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's God's will. Sometimes people say, what, what's God doing nowadays? Same thing he's been doing. He doesn't change. That never is there going to be anything more important to him than this. He will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Verse 5 talks about part of that truth. The truth is there's not a multiplicity of gods. And there are not many ways to God. There's one God. And there's one way to the one God. Come on, everybody say it. There's only one God. And there's only one way. To the one God. Only one God and, and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. That is truth. Hallelujah. That is the truth. And Peter, you don't have to turn there, but Peter said, then as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Grow thereby. Ephesians 4, put that on the screen for us, please. Still talking about keeping the main thing, the main thing. Hmm? You got to watch about in churches, you know, you can get caught up in bake sales, <laughs> fish fries, huh? car washes, what, you know. Even some things that are, that are outstanding things, you know, clothing things or, or food things. And, and that's great and that's good. And, and we're part of that too. But is that the main thing? If you gain the whole world and lose your soul, you've gained nothing. You've, you've lost it all. So the most important thing, the main need of human beings is not even food to eat. It's salvation of the soul. Yes, sir. The greatest need of human beings is spiritual, Amen. not natural. Amen. But God wants your natural needs met too. Uh, Ephesians 4.14 says that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Number one is people coming. He'll have all men to be saved. 
God is not willing that any should perish. But that's not the end. That's the beginning. Once you get saved, then as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. And, and one of the key things, babies are so, uh, they know so little and so ignorant in so many ways and innocently so, and therefore unstable. Their lack of knowing makes them unstable, which also makes them gullible. Little children will believe whatever you tell them, which is why you should never tell them a lie about anything, including things around Christmas time or so-called Easter or are y'all with me? Yes. Never, because pretty soon they'll find out. Yes. And then they're going to wonder what else you lied about. Yes. That's right. Did you lie about Jesus too? Is he made up? People say, well, it, it's just all fun. No, it's a lie. If it's not true, you must not say it. If y'all want to say it's imaginary, it's play, okay, but make sure they know. Is pretend. Yes. It's not real. So Jesus is real. Yes. Right? Yes. And so, big part of the church is being fed on a regular basis so that you grow up, so that you are no longer easily tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine and you're no longer easy to deceive because you hearing the truth in love growing up into him you become solid you become stable and when the devil tries to trick you and he does so much of this through men through human beings you go, uh-uh, the Word says this. Amen. No, no. Not, Brother Keith said, not Faith Life Church believes. Amen. No, you know for yourself, right. thus saith the Lord. Yes. And that makes you safe. Yeah. It protects you. Yeah. And then your children grow up in that environment. And they are not easily deceived and misled. Yeah. It is one of the greatest dangers in life is believing lies. See, if you knew it was a lie, you wouldn't be deceived. But believing lies, people are absolutely going off the precipice, off the cliff into destruction by the millions. It's one of the saddest things you could ever think about because of believing lies. But the truth. Oh, the truth will make you free. Oh, hallelujah. Free from uncertainty. Free from be, you know, being beguiled and deceived. Free from instability. Free. The Lord gave us directive at the beginning of this church in Branson, three main things that have to do with the main thing after you're saved now, after you're saved and going to church, that we, that part of Phyllis and I's directive, we're to teach the people, 
to love each other, to walk in love and keep the New Testament commandment. Secondly, to walk by faith. Well, someone said, why secondly? Because faith works by love. <laughs> you don't get that one right. <laughs> You're starting off with one foot with your shoelaces tied together. <laughs> uh, can't run a good race like that, can you? Number one is what? How to walk in love or, or how to love each other. Uh, do you need to be taught that? You do. You need to be taught that on a regular basis. You need to be taught that. There's so much revelation on how to, you do it. You don't do it by feelings. You do it by faith. And secondly, how to walk in faith. Do you need to hear about that on the regular? You, you know you do. <laughs> and then thirdly, how to be led by the Holy Spirit. And I, we don't always title things that way, but if you look at it closely, you'll see these three all the time woven in. Like, for instance, the one we're on right now, uh, The Perfect Will of God. A big part of that is how to be led by the Spirit. And, and we'll see more and more of that as we go. But these, these are three big things that the Lord gave us directed for the church. Hebrews 10, put that on the screen for us, please. You got time for this? This is a family meeting. We're talking family stuff. Family of God. You know, um, um, the scripture says what the Lord does is forever. What he does is forever. And that passage we just read about growing up in him, the rest of the, the very next verse talks about the, the body being fitted and joined together and every joint supplies, uh, the whole body develops and grows up edifies and becomes strong. Um, it's no accident that we here in Sarasota and the people that are joined to us online and what have you, that we are joined to each other and that we, uh, maybe the first time that you came to the church or the first time you were associated with the ministry or other people here in the church or in Sarasota, you had a witness and you thought, this is what I'm looking for. Yes. Or that, that was more than just Brother Keith's good preaching. Amen. Mm. It is. It's a lot more. And it's which is why you don't want to compare uh, uh, our ministry or to anybody else and say, well, I, I like this better than that. No, this is what you're joined to. Right. Yeah. And so naturally you're going to like it better yeah. because... Uh, you know, the, the hand likes the, uh, the wrist. Huh? It, it, just, it just has a lot more in common with the wrist than the ankle. It appreciates the ankle because without the ankle, the wrist ain't going nowhere. But as far as personal direct contact and fellowship, you know, other than putting on a sock here and there, yeah. just in pass, you know what I'm saying? In, in passing, uh -huh. 
but I mean 24 seven. Yeah. It's wrist and hand, wrist and hand, wrist and hand, wrist and hand. And if they have a falling out and decide not to work with each other anymore, you got a major problem. The hand becomes unusable without the wrist. It becomes completely unusable and the wrist loses its reason for being. That's the evil of strife and people fighting and fussing and marking each other off that were previously joined together by the Lord. The scripture differentiates between joining yourself to something or the Lord joining you to it. You can try frustratingly, unsuccessfully to join yourself where you should not be. You can do it. You can push through it and you will be miserable. And usually what people do in their misery is blame everybody else around about them and just be a a general problem. But when the Lord joins you to a place, now that doesn't mean the enemy is going to disappear. Doesn't mean you you never have to deal with your flesh again. No, you still will. But there's grace for your place. There's grace when you're in your place and to deal with the other people that are joined to you. And uh, I would not be surprised at all that we see each other past this life. That That we work together past this life. I told you those that were about my experience of seeing my dad in heaven. And uh, I saw people there who knew me. Now, I wouldn't presume that everybody in heaven knows Keith Moore. I think that'd be a giant presumption. But I I wondered about it because I didn't know who these guys were. But they knew me and they quoted me. They quoted some things I'd taught. And uh, why? I I thought later, well, why was dad in that place? And why were they in that place? Maybe it's people who knew him and knew me. Because what God does, it's forever. Can you see that? Now in Hebrews 10, notice this. Hebrews 10, 24 says, let us uh, consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. With internet, with online, with TV, a lot of people have quit going to church, especially with the COVID stuff. People have found the excuse, well, I just, I just don't want to go. Well, what about this? Come on. That's right. And I, I've had people tell me, well, I can be just as good a Christian as you or anybody at home, you know, communing with the Lord by myself. How can you ignore the word of the Lord and be as good a Christian as anybody? That's right. If he's your Lord and he tells you what to do, then you do what he said, right? 
And then you'll find people that, you know, well, they, they don't like this about a church or they don't like that about the church. And, and they're always, there's something that they don't like and is a reason to not go or to stay or not go today or not go this week or not go. If they found the perfect church when they joined it, they'd mess it up. Is that right? You're not going to find a church where nobody ever makes a mistake, where nobody's got flesh to deal with. Hmm? That doesn't exist down here at this time in this life. Let me read this to you from another translation, the Amplified. Put the Amplified up there, please. Let us consider, well, uh, no, back up. Let's read that one too. Uh, 24, 24 is what I want, yeah. Let us consider and give attentive, continuous care to watching over one another. How can you do that just sitting at home and never coming? Come on. Studying how we may stir up, stimulate and incite to love and helpful deeds and noble activities. Come on. Each other he's talking about. How can you do that never leaving the house? That's one of the reasons we started uh, Faith for Life classes. Uh, part of this is to stir each other up. To acknowledging the good things that are in us in, in Christ. And, and some folks have already come through what you're dealing with now. And, and we can encourage each other. Yes. Ministry is not just all the responsibility of the preachers. Amen. It's too big. The preachers can never do all the ministry that needs to be done. Let us consider and give attentive, continuous care to watching over one another. Uh, seeing how we can stir up, stimulate to love helpful deeds and noble activities. Keep going. Not forsaking or neglecting to assemble together. Now, if you say, well, I, I'm afraid, you know, I'll catch something. Well, if the Lord told you to do this, Come on. Yes. could he keep yes. you Come on. in you stepping out to obey him? You got to watch that it's not just an excuse That's right. to stay home and be lazy. Come on. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes. It's good preaching. Now, y'all are here. <laughs> I see that. Some other folks could have been here. Especially on a big day like Vision Sunday. I realize sometimes something, you know, you got a schedule change or whatever, but you shouldn't go months and months. Right? And not come into an assembly together. It is written, it's the word of the Lord. Yes. Not forsaking or neglecting to assemble together as believers as the habit of some people. It was going on way back then. People sleeping in, laying out of church. There's nothing new. Why? Flesh. Flesh. They had flesh then, we got flesh now. <laughs> But how many times, you don't have to raise your hand, but how many times were you thought about just not going, not going, but you went ahead, you got dressed, you came, and you were glad you came. You were glad you came. The flesh will rob you, will hold you out and rob you. The flesh wants to be lazy every day of the, of the week. It wants to do nothing. But put that flesh under Come on. And it's not just for your benefit. Others need to see you. 
and you need to be an encouragement to them. Right? Can you see what this is about? And you can't serve remotely. You got to show up to serve. And there's nothing like the corporate anointing. When we all come together, it's different. I said it's different. And have you seen how challenging it is? Now, if you couldn't come, and we're thankful for the online and what have you, but have you noticed how challenging it can be to stay focused? In the house, by yourself, watching a computer screen, you think you can go to the kitchen, get a drink of water, you can do this, you missed five verses while you were gone. You, you don't even know what you missed. And, and then you had to go shut the blind and, and then you realize you've been zoning. And Why? <laughs> hmm. You just don't receive the same. Uh, but if you're around other people, who are in faith and can you see in encouraging one another? The, the one translation says, uh, uh, "Let's think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works." The Living Bible says, "In response to all He's done for us, let's outdo each other in being helpful and kind to each other and and doing good." We need this interactive. Not, not just people in ministry, but everybody in the family, yeah. interactive. Hallelujah. And you, you excited about what God's doing in your life. They're excited about what he's doing in their life. Yeah. And if somebody's going through a little rough patch, the rest of the body rallies around and goes, you're going to make it through this. You're going to get through. God brought us through it. He'll, he'll get you through. Isn't that what happens if you're coming through at night and you hang your toe on something? Boom. What happens? The rest of the body goes, oh, the toe. Is that what I mean? Yes. The arms, the shoulders, this yes. leg says, I'll take all the weight while you, while you check on that. Yes. The hip says, I'll get it up where you can do it. The hands go, the head goes, everybody, the whole body goes, oh, the toe, the toe, the toe. We are the body of Christ. Right? And when one member hurts, yep. well, see, how does that work if you stay home and you won't see anybody? You don't interact with anybody. So you're being, you're being robbed of that. And that's exactly what the enemy, the enemy is a predator. Like a roaring lion goes around seeking whom he may devour. And what predators particularly look for are stragglers. Yes. Isolated, yes. off to their self. Yes. That's their favorite target. Easy pickings. Yep. So don't be a lone sheep. Yes. Come, on. <laughs> Come to church. Yes. Come to church. Hallelujah. Now, one thing about your vision list, it should be changed as you learn and grow and get more light. As you, um, uh, a lot, I notice a lot with us, Phyllis and I, a lot of times we'll put something down and it's more of a general thing. And then as time goes by, it narrows in more specific. Don't put specifics down that you're not clear on. You got to watch about limiting the Lord. It can only be this color. 
Yeah, yeah. Have you seen all the colors? <laughs> have you seen the colors they haven't come out with in 2024? Yeah. Right. Well, that's good. That's so good. Huh? Uh-huh. Watch about filling in the blank with details that the Lord didn't tell you to do. Now, on the other hand, some things he leaves up to you. He leaves up to you. But do you understand what I mean by flexibility? And you may need to make some changes in your vision list in three months or six months and realize. And then, of course, you don't want to be static and you don't want to go backwards. So once you have mark-offs and these things are accomplished, then you want to go which way? Up and forward. Yes. You don't want to go down. You want to increase. Yes not decrease. And so your vision should be increasing. Get your vision list in hand. The time has come. Stand up, you and your family. You know, the Bible talks about times when the Lord told his people to come before him, them and their, their spouses and their little ones that's why we have the, the young ones in here with us today. There are things that should be done as a family together. Hallelujah. I got the church vision list, churches vision list, Sarasota and Branson. I got Phyllis in my personal vision list. You got your vision list. Hold it up. I'd like to see it. Uh, woo, yeah. As, as Phyllis' mom used to say, don't that pretty. Don't that pretty. Hallelujah. Hold it, hold it up before the Lord. Let me lead you in a confession and prayer. Sit out loud, Lord God. You have blessed me. You have saved me. You have delivered me. From terrible destruction. You have redeemed my life by Jesus. And I am forever grateful. I am forever thankful. Not only have you saved me from a place of torment and eternal destruction, but you have been so good to me in many, many things. Thank you for blessing us, for keeping us, for healing us, for sustaining us, for protecting us, providing for us, letting us be a part of your good things, a place with your people, and a part of what you're doing in the earth, in this generation. I am, we are so thankful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Said out loud, Lord, you told us to write the vision and to make it plain. You said without a vision, the people are scattered and wonder and are destroyed. So we focus and we wrote it down 
and we hold it before you. What we desire to give into your kingdom and what we owe and our obligations and our desires if money was no object because nothing's too hard for you. And we release faith and we ask for these things. We, we release faith and claim and lay hold on more than enough out of our heavenly accounts and out of this world more than enough to do all these things that we have listed. We release faith for it. We ask for it. We lay hold of it. We believe we receive it. Coming in. In Jesus' name. Satan, you cannot prevent it. We command you. Stop in your operations. Cease in your maneuvers. Against any of these things. We forbid it and bind you in Jesus' name. <laughs> Woo, he didn't like that. He didn't. Oh, you messed up some stuff then. Say it out loud. Ministering spirits, angels of God, you have been sent to minister for us who are heirs of salvation. And so am I. You've been charged concerning me to keep me in all my ways. And these are part of my ways. So go, work, influence, and cause it to come in and cause it to happen in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 By faith, can you see them taking off? Flying here, flying there. Going, working, influencing. Glory be to God. Tell me again, what's number one? What's number one? Reaching people with Jesus, with the good news. The good news is about Jesus and what he's done. And also the good news includes the blessing, the blessing. And say this out loud and Lord, Lord for, everything for everything that you bring to pass, that, bring to pass that, we today, that we ask you today, we will watch, we will watch to give you all the glory, you all the glory and give you all the praise and, all the praise. and give heartfelt thanks to you, to you for it all. For it all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Said out loud, Lord, Lord get, glory to yourself. get glory to yourself. Let everything be done, everything be done. In, a in a way that you are the most seen, the most exalted, the most, exalted, the most glorified, the most, the most praised 
for you are worthy. Get glory to yourself in every part of our lives, in every way, we pray in Jesus' name. Glory to God.